0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Adina Chats. It's Adina P. <clears throat> Excuse me if you hear a little uh, raspiness in my voice. I do still have a cold. My cold has been really lingering. My colds never really last this long. I don't know what's going on, but it's not COVID or anything. I don't have the flu, fever. nothing like that. Excuse me, I'm yawning, pretty tired. It's nine o'clock here on the East Coast. I'm in Brooklyn, baby. So it is Wednesday, January 11th, 9pm. This is episode 53. It is titled Handling Horniness, Sexual Tension and High Libido. Episode 53, season five. Here we go. So let's get right into it. So I have some questions that I'm asking myself and I'm asking my audience out there. This is more of a fun little episode. I hope you guys are doing okay. January is just such a blah month, right? It feels very, very blah after the holiday season. I think it's really set up like that. I feel like people just go right back into like severe depression or something. (laughs) Of course, that's not a joke, but I'm just saying people get like really sad. They're just like, eh, I don't feel like working. Some people already quit their New Year's resolutions already, even though it's January 11th. It's it's quite funny, actually. Okay, so here are some of the questions. What do you do when you're feeling horny? Do you read erotica, play with toys, play with yourself, or just have sex with someone or several people? So I'll give you some of my experience. Um, I would say that when I was dealing with my teenage hormones, the first thing that that I went for was erotica, but I did this unknowingly. I actually um, accidentally started reading it by picking up one of my grandmother's books. This was a time when I was living at my grandmother's house for a while. Um, I don't remember reading a description of the book on the front or the back. I just thought the cover looked pretty clean. It was white. It had, I think, a picture of a bedroom and some, like, white linens that looked like it was flying in the wind. (laughs) Something like that. So, I was like, oh, this looks nice. And I think that the pages were... um, they looked how should I say they look pretty like they had that worn look you know how some journals or books will have that worn look to it on the edges so that's what attracted me to the book also just the, the aesthetic of the book and I would say I was um maybe like 13 or so so what I would do is I would take the book with me to the bathroom often I would touch myself I think my grandmother saw me (laughs) with the book but she probably thought it was a normal book a regular book because I'm always reading books she didn't know it was one of her books so I would I would take it to the bathroom with me often I would touch myself do what I had to do in there I would have like the best orgasms I remember Um, I would also have multiple (laughs) back-to-back ones and This was hidden for a while because i'm always reading books that's how i am now nobody would ever know that i'm reading um anything sexy or erotica well it doesn't even matter now i'm a grown ass woman i'm 35 so yeah (laughs) so that's what i did as a teenager um i just remember everything being so vivid in the book it was beautiful romantic but it was not a romance novel I think it was multiple stories in one but I do know that I got the job done so that is what I used that's how I handle horniness in my teens when I first started feeling horny all those teenage hormones uh, things have really really changed though I would say nowadays I just like grin and bear it so that means that like when I'm horny, I don't do anything about it. Or my last resort is watching like lesbian porn or something. <laughs> and I'll literally watch it for 2.5 seconds and then cut it off. Um I would also say I'm not I'm just not quick to itch my scratch. I mean to scratch my itch, my bad to scratch my itch because I don't want to like go out there and have sex with people that made form attachments with me so I'm definitely the type of person that can have sex with someone and never see them or talk to them again I, I don't mean that I would like ghost or something like that but basically I don't care if they never reach out or don't respond or don't want to form a relationship or a friendship because I know that sex does not equal a relationship or even a friendship. That's not what it means. It means sex. You can definitely have sex in a friendship or a relationship, but I know that it does not equate to that. But times in the past where I have had sex with people that I was not in a relationship with, they thought that they basically was entitled to my time and i I know this is sounding mean but it kind of hmm how can i say this i feel like it transformed them in a way to show more of their true colors you know some people wait to have sex with someone um to see their true colors i also feel like sex can also show show you other people's true colors especially if you're a grounded person like me and sex does not sway you you can't get digmatized you can't get pussy sized whatever you want to call it sorry if you hear any like there's some you know some wilding out going out going on in the street out there on the sidewalk so if you hear that I apologize guys but this is you know the city life so anyway I don't scratch my itch beat because of people trying to form toxic attachments to me. Like, I remember maybe doing it in my early 20s with a couple of people, and it's kind of like they get entitled or they want to call or text all the time or come and see you. And, like, no, we are not, like, what do we have conversations about? I'm not really a person that is down with the friends with benefits. I would say that I I had one friend with benefits and like he would he would just be doing a lot like basically it was like we're we're dating but we both know that we're not dating. So basically a lot of romantic things, birthday outings, um just very romantic things, talking on the phone for hours, but we were literally with benefits we don't even talk anymore but um yeah that's how I was and he was not entitled to he wasn't acting entitled to me and I didn't act entitled to him so there was an understanding there but other times when I've tried it people would act yeah they would show a very different side of them sometimes you don't always have to wait to have sex to see somebody's true colors you can have sex with them and then see their true colors. <laughs> So I think that's pretty funny. Um, the next thing is that I also don't get my itch scratched because I don't, I don't want to deal with the disappointment of boring Monday mundane sex when I'm really horny because all that's going to do is make me really angry and probably make me want to cry or like punch the air or something like that. I want to know that I'm going to be satisfied the way to be satisfied. So a lot of times I just let that fire die out, let it die down. And it does cuz usually I am horny when I'm ovulating. You know when you're when you're younger, it's not only ovulation. You could be horny at random times, horny all the time. But I feel like as you get older, the horniness is usually around that week after your period has ended. And I just let that fire burn out. I don't want to be disappointed. So usually, and also usually I would like my horniness to be satisfied with either a romantic time or a sexy time. Like I told you, the the friends with benefits person that I was being friends with benefits with. uh, We usually would do romantic things and see each other and talk to each other. We knew each other since we were like... (laughs) I feel like 15, 16 years old. And we can still talk like that for a long time. But I think I think the reason why he actually stopped talking to me because he probably did start getting his feelings or he got into a real relationship with someone. And that was fine with me. It would just be nice if he would have said something. But whatever. Anyways, um, like I said, I was not entitled to him. I just thought it was kind of funny. And I hope he's okay doing well out there in the world. But anyway... Yeah, I like my horniness to be satisfied with either romantic time or a sexy time, like a night of dancing or a date at a wine bar, etc. So I did see this wine bar on Court Street. I think it's called, is it called Luna or Lara? Now, it is a legit wine bar. Like, they literally have appetizers for dinner. And it's really YouTube really, really cheap. I was looking at the menu the I was like, oh, this this is like cheap, but then it's cheap because you have to buy bottles of wine, and the bottles of wine, there's no 20, 40. I think the cheapest I saw was like 70 or 60, but I really do like wine bars, and I like wine. i was trying to hold back on the alcohol, but next month is my birthday, so give me the wine. Anyway... Wine bars are sexy. They 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 get they get me going. I remember I went to a wine tasting some years ago. This is when I was really into dating myself again. So I went out. I met a bunch of lovely ladies, and I ran into my high school gym teacher. I will tell you guys a story about that at a later time. But that was very very interesting. I'm a grown woman running into my Italian high school gym teacher who's hosting this wine tasting event, very weird, hopefully I remember (laughs) that I'm talking about this and I'll make a whole episode about it and just try to be more detailed because I am a writer but when it comes to talking I'm not very clear all the time and my storytelling, my oral storytelling sucks that's why I started this podcast so I can just get more comfortable with talking about my experiences and stuff and I hope you guys enjoy it my little audience out there so all in all I handle my horniness on my own even when I'm dating someone if I feel that their mood is not what I'm looking for at the time I won't even waste my time with initiating sex I'll just satisfy myself and I do it without toys I'm not a big fan of toys at all. I've tried multiple toys, and 90% of them, I would say, suck. There's one, and I don't, <laughs> that's no pun intended. There's only one toy that I actually do like, and it does suck. And it, it sucks, and it licks, but um, it still has that vibration setting, which you don't have to put it on. But it, it I'm like, why do you need 12 vibrations? This is too strong. This shit hurts. Like, you, you'll be using it. And you're not, I'm not realizing that I'm damaging myself because after I'm done, it's like this ringing numbness and it it like actually starts to hurt. I haven't used that. I like that toy and I haven't used it in probably a year. That's how much I don't like toys. Like this is something has got to give. Like I don't believe all these rows and this and that because it is just not giving what it's supposed to give. I think I just prefer my own body and or someone else's body. That's it, like that, like I, I'm not even sure how toys are so popular. Like you guys have pussies made of steel or something, and I'm talking about women. I'm not even talking about men. Like I feel like men they could take a lot of rough, housing with their dicks. I don't know, but anyway, <clears throat> um, the next topic is sexual tension. When I'm feeling sexual tension with someone. I will initiate a lot of spending time together. I like having conversations about sex and sexual health. I also like digging into their past so I can get turned off if I need to sooner than later. So I feel like sexual tension is it can be kind of annoying to me when I feel it, but I know it is a very human thing and it can, it can blur a lot of things. So I like to get the talking, get the talking, get to talking, make sure that the person is comfortable with my talking and asking them questions so that I can get turned off sooner rather than later and if i'm already turned off but i'm like oh i still want to see what the sex is like and then i'm like "Mm, the sex is all right i'm already turned off like we don't have to speak again like this is basically you just you just ruined it yourself and you don't even know like people think that they could just say the most craziest things out of their mouth and people are just going to be like oh okay and like it goes in one ear and out the other Oh, I am taking mental notes. I am taking physical notes because that's just what I do. And I guess I do it to protect myself. um, So I won't be let down too much. Like we have to trust those gut feelings and those red flags. It's like a fucking waste of time, people. Like, come on. <laughs> the next topic is the high libido. when it comes to high libido, I probably had it in my early 20s and it's, it has gradually faded away. Um, I'm not sure when Mrs. High Libido will revisit, but I know what it'll take for me to have that again, and I haven't received it in a very long time, like a high libido, like, oh, I always want to have sex, I want to do it right now. I feel like, um, I do feel like things like fetish parties or sex parties or things like that, like, just a very sexy party, and I don't even mean, like, a strip club or anything like that can, like, turn raise the volume on my libido and i think i would have to do that often i i think that the environment would have to be just the way that i like it i know that sounds too too particular to some people but that's just what i need in order to have high libido right yeah and i haven't received it in a long time When dealing with a partner that has a high libido, it can be very frustrating for me because in my experience, they haven't listened to what I want. I feel like you need to do exactly what I told you I like if you want me to get down with you. And I also don't appreciate my body being used just for you to come. Like you're using my body in order for you to come and you're not worrying about me and what I like and the conditions that I want and things like that I'm not looking for a perfect setting I'm just looking for like just a sexy time like I want I want the 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 sex and the sexual tension and the chemistry to be very very thick in the air like I want to really like you (laughs) I want to really like you and I want to feel that you like me even more than I like you so that is something that would get me to having a high libido again that's one of the things that's several of the things there's much more but so I definitely feel like high libido I I definitely feel like libido levels I, I think I made up that phrase just now, libido levels, because I never heard anybody say that shit. <laughs> libido levels. I feel that libido levels should be questioned before relationships and during relationships, along with any sexual trauma that you have, you and your partner have experienced. And that that's for anything. That's if you're, you're in a... If you want to have a healthy friends with benefits situation, if you want to have a healthy romantic relationship a healthy yeah any type of relationship that involves that's going to involve sex I think you should definitely discuss your libido levels before the relationship during the relationship because things can change during the relationship definitely you know the rose colored glasses are taking off but it's really good when I feel like One of my goals for a relationship is that I have on these glasses, right? And one of them is rose colored. And the other one is like purple or something. So it's not that I don't like you or love you anymore or see that everything that you are is good. It means that I have a better understanding of you Understand your hurt and your pain. I understand how I hurt you. I take accountability for what I do to hurt you. You take accountability for what you do to hurt me. That is where the purple would come from. But I still have one lens that is red. I hope you guys are catching my analogy. That is a goal for the next relationship that I have I want to see all of the good in you and then I want to see the things that don't make you feel good I want to see the things I want to see how you hurt what what gives you pain I think that's very important and I would hope that the person that I'm with would see that with I don't feel like we always have to remove the rose colored glasses I feel like you could have one lens that is rose one lens that is purple you go from there. No one is perfect. Anything that is perfect does not exist. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, episode 53 of season five of Adina Chats. And I'll see you next time. Peace out.